Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Today we are speaking to Toby Fisher, and Toby, tell everybody what your passion is. Uh, real estate. I love real estate. Ugly houses, the better. The more work, the messier it is, the better. The, I love taking uh, challenge, distressed property and turn it into something special. And we're in Burlington, Massachusetts mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. and you actually have taken that passion and created a business from it. What's mm -hmm. the name of your business? Um, I have a company called At Home Family Realty, um, and I do a variety of different types of real estate, commercial real estate, rental properties, and we also have a brokerage company as well. So my cousin and I have a brokerage company that's At Home Family Realty, where we help other people get into great deals of property that might need a little bit of work, and we help them also make sure they're buying a house that has value, not more work than it's worth. Now, I'm thinking that you're one of those visionary people. You can come and see a property, and no matter what state it's in, you can see where you can take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this property right here that we're at, and the address is 17 Lexington. 17 Lexington Street, Burlington, Mass. Right. And so I'm looking at a pool table down here. And, and honestly, this you've only had this property for what period of time? Last week. So this is our first week here. Okay, and it really looks like there's a lot of potential here. There is a lot of potential. It's got a beautiful swimming pool in the back that I yeah. know needed some work that mm -hmm. you've started. Mm -hmm. So how did this start for you? You mean the very beginning? Yes, how did this passion? I was, I was a painter and I was standing, I was painting a roof, killing myself on a very hot summer day and decided to get a broker, real estate broker's license. So I'm like, why am I doing this painting? It's just very, it's just, it's hard work. And um, so I, started, I got my real estate broker's license and I quickly figured out the people selling the property aren't the ones making the bigger money. The people buying the properties and owning the properties. And so um, I just started, decided to become an investor. And so my first, and I had no money, which was great because I mean, I had to buy a house with no money down, which was great because I had no money um, or very little money. And so my first house was a foreclosed auction um, in Waltham, Massachusetts. And I was able to borrow the money and I lived in the basement for a couple of years while I fixed up the units and I rented it out. And then the market got great. I refinanced that and did that, you know, 20 or 30 times. And, you know, here we are 20 some odd years later. Um, and, and I just love it. The more what I really look for is a piece of property or a business that has its challenges but it's a diamond in the rough. And this property is a perfect example. This property has maroon carpets upstairs. It has really dark walls. It hasn't been cleaned in a long time. It was an elderly couple that lived here and took really good care of the house up until only a few years ago. Um, we're in the brighter part of the house. The, the main living area is just really dark. Um, there's a beautiful pool that hasn't been cleaned in two years and the, the shrubs are all overgrown, but the bones of the house are solid. 
the make the the expensive items in this house are in great condition. And the property is awesome. It's it's off the street. Yeah. And it's a wooded lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, the property is great. Yeah. That must be like I just see that you're able to bring in creativity mm -hmm. and also really great challenge because mm -hmm. I think it's a cool challenge to say, okay, what can I get this for price-wise? Mm -hmm. How low can I get this and how high can I bring it? Like mm -hmm. a personal challenge, that's exciting mm -hmm. and creative at the same time. Right. And probably collaborative because you don't do it alone, right? No, I don't. And I don't, you know, um, on my very first property, I bought as low as I, I go. I, I got to be, you know, I look to get opportunities, but I didn't try to beat up the seller and try to, right. not, no, you no, know, no, no. I tried to get a fair, well, for, for him, the seller, um, they were in a situation where he was in senior living. He couldn't take care of the house. The only people who wanted to buy this house wanted to knock it down. Um, and so I was able to offer him just a little bit more than the contractor and, and keep the house. That's um, awesome. And he, his family lived here since 1960. Um, so... You know, I think it was a win for him too, and um, it was certainly a win for me. This is actually going to be my home. Uh, usually, I buy these, I rent them, and I manage them. But this one, I'm actually moving into. Oh, that's awesome! I'm glad I said such nice things about yeah. it. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, but this is a great start. Um, okay, so and I just like the challenge of it. I don't know. I just see the excitement in it. Mm -hmm. I see the creativity. I see the meaning in mm -hmm. it now. I, I think that's so cool. What kind of hesitations or challenges have you faced? Because you know, my audience is sitting there and they're saying, I've always wanted to buy a property, you know, renovate mm -hmm. it and flip it, but they're nervous to do that. So I'm sure you've hesitated. I'm sure you've had challenges. Um, I think, I'll, I mean, I think for me, there's something interesting happened and this really happened 20 some odd years ago. I had a vision for where I was going to be when I was 50 years old, which by the way, is only a year from now. So I had a long-term vision. Um, which I don't think most people do. Like I had a very clear long-term vision of what I wanted to create in my life and, and I'm really close to that. So I had, you know, when I was, you know, at the very beginning, I lived in a basement for years, but it wasn't, a, for me, it wasn't about living in the basement, it was about the future. So now I'm here and, uh, you know, and I enjoy doing what I'm doing and I'm not doing any of the work I don't enjoy doing. Um, and I'm not certainly not living in a basement. And um, so the hesitation, I, I think for me, is I had a long-term vision. The other uh, thing is I don't give up. I mean, you know, I've done enough projects that I'm not overwhelmed by this project, but I'll tell you, my, the first 20 projects that I did, I was overwhelmed by every single one. I'd be at the beginning, I'm like, how can I get to the end? And it would just be one paintbrush, one brick, one thing at a time. And, you know, eventually, like the pool out there, which was filled with dirt, it would be clean. Um, and so I think perseverance. You know, and uh, and I enjoy doing it. I really do. I enjoy. I don't enjoy every moment of it, um, but I enjoy. You know, when this house is complete, it, it's going to be a you know beautiful home, um, and it's in a great neighborhood. The people next door have been here since nineteen uh, since nineteen sixty themselves. So this is a neighborhood where people stick around for a long time. Is there one remodel that you remember most that sticks out to you? The, uh, well, there's a few of them. I've done a few of them. There was one, um, uh, I think the one I'm most proud of was a 94-unit complex in Greenville, South Carolina. It was a, in a poor area that, um, it was on the edge of town as the town was coming out. And uh, it was right on the edge of town, so it was kind of a bad area of town, but I believe the town was going to you know, move out that way and it was going to improve. And when I took it over, the, the, the physical shape of the property was pretty good, but the, the emotional state, if you will, there were drug dealers, there was prostitution, it was a dangerous neighborhood. Um, and we took that neighborhood back and I worked with a um, local church and worked with the tenant base 
And within, it took a year or so, but within a year or so, it was a place where kids could run around outside. Um, and, you know, that one for me probably meant the most because it changed, I really believe it changed an entire neighborhood. It, 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 just the way this neighborhood was positioned just geographically, it was just right between a church, right on the edge of the town or right on the bad edge of town. And, if, and I really thought if we could transition that neighborhood, we could transition that entire block. And we did. And that was remarkable. Did you ever think when you started living your passion that you would have positive influence on a community like that? That there would be an emotional connection for you like that? Uh, no, when I did it, it was really about the real estate. I really didn't think of it that way. It was really about my first deal. Uh, I bought a book called No Money Down, How to Buy a House with No Money Down. And it was really just about my own personal prosperity. Um, or trying to get ahead or trying to get out of the rat race. And as time went on, and I've done a couple of those projects where it just was a horrible living situation for the people there or the neighborhood. And I was able to take that property, usually because of bad management, um, and turn it into a healthy environment for the people living there and make it a financially rewarding, um, or, or try to be. There's been some ups and downs on that, but um, no, I didn't. And I've done a few of those. I think that was the biggest one. Um, but there's been a few of them, or or you, or you or have taken over a piece of property by somebody that was just just so much trouble they needed to get out. How know? are you feeling about that now? You know, I feel good about it. I mean, I didn't, I really didn't start off with trying to be an ethical real estate investor, but that's where I went. It just felt like the right, like I didn't feel it had to be a win-lose. Um, and that's not to say that I haven't taken people to court, and that's not to say that I haven't been tough. Um, I've had to, you know, be a responsible business person, but wherever possible, and and most times I'm able to work something out that's a win-win. You know, whether it's I'm evicting somebody that has to leave for the property, I'm taking over for a foreclosure. Um, someone lost, a, you know, I took over a house from someone who lost their parents, and it was devastating. They couldn't empty the furniture. So, in fact, we're doing one of these right now. An elderly woman is moving into a nursing home, and we're helping her sell her house, get her furniture out, help her get the cleaners. These are things that she wouldn't be able to manage. Um, um, and we're going to make money. So she, it's a win for her because she gets to transition to the next part of her life without being overwhelmed with this house she's lived in for 50 years. Um, and we're able to broker a, a piece of property that's for sale. You know, I, I think it's because how you do anything is how you do everything. And mm -hmm. I think you're just an ethical person, and that's going to shine through in anything that you do. Well, thank you. What do you think you've learned about yourself through all of this? Uh, you know, just be, you know, uh, there were, um, I think I am tough as nails. Like I just stick on it. You, you know, if I listen to what other people told me, you know, oh, you can't, I mean, people, you can't do this. Don't my first piece of property, my closest friend who was a contractor really said, don't do this. This is a terrible situation. I can't believe don't buy this piece of property. It's just a mess. And I said, yeah, but I think I can do it. And I didn't listen to him. And so 15 years later, he started doing what I did, you know, it took him 15 years ago. Oh, um, so that doesn't mean I don't do my homework. I have a plan. So what if I learned to myself? Um, I've learned to have faith when there's no reason to have faith. You know, there's no visible. You know, in 2009 and 10, when I was near bankruptcy and people around me were going bankrupt and they were just leaving their properties. People were just walking. Um, and, you know, I'd be calling up the banks and trying to work out deals and maybe negotiating lesser benefits for some of the employees and, you know, but trying to keep people working. And, you know, the whole... There was no reason in 2010 and 11 as that recession went on. There was really no logical reason to think that I would survive that. But I did. And I never gave up. It was never a situation where I said, 
um, okay, I give up. That's it. I'm going to take all my cash out and I'm going to hide it because that's what people were doing. And, and I was taking all my cash and trying to put in the properties and negotiate the best things I could. And, um, and I made it through it. And I'm glad I did because the, as we see, the real estate market came back um, and, uh, and I negotiated all my loans at cheaper rates. So it worked out. I mean, it's been a home run. But for those few years, it was uh, blind faith with no real reason. There was no logical reason to think I would make it through it. Do you think through those tough times that you learned something? And if so, what was it? Uh, well, I think that I'd always had felt that, okay, when times get tough, I'll do it. You know, that's just rhetoric. Um, the reality was when times got tough, I stuck through it. And I think, uh, I think that, um, uh, the piece that stuck with me is I knew that I would be okay. I might be broke. I could be broke, but I could do it again. I didn't want to do that. That's not what I wanted, but I knew that I would be okay at the end. Do you think having that long-term plan, that vision, because they say, you know, you can map your brain and subconsciously you are going to continue to strive towards that goal. Do you think that played a part? I think it was a big part. I think a big part. It threw my 20-year uh, plan off by a couple years, but I'm, back, I'm almost back on track. Um, but, it, it, you know, rather than focusing on, like, the challenges um, that I was dealing with at the time, I was like, okay, if I get through this challenge, the future is going to be okay. So... Yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, life is short. And, um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't give more energy to the negative things than I had to. That doesn't mean I swept them under the rug. I dealt with them. I didn't give them more energy than they deserved and not less energy. I gave them the appropriate amount of energy to solve the problem best I could and then move on. So what advice do you have to people to pursue a passion, no matter what their passion is? Um, to stick through it. Don't give up. That, that's, I think, it. Don't get, I mean, this house, I mean, I, I give you the pool as just a perfect example. If you saw this pool just six days ago, it was a disaster. People saying, oh, you're not going to be able to clean that, close it, close it. This is what they tell me. Put the cover on it. Let's deal with the next year. We're just going to empty in the entire pool. I mean, the, um, and I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. And I've had enough of those. This is a really small example, but I've had enough of those experiences where I'm just going to stick through it. Um, and that doesn't mean I've made everything work. I failed at a few things, and then what would be the worst that happened? I have a dirty, I just have a dirty pool, and I wasted some time. So, um, yeah, I just stick through it, you know? How can people get in touch with you? Um, at home, uh, familyrealty.com, and uh, you can also, I'd be happy to share my cell, which is 781-267-6337. I want to thank you so much for having us here on this property. I know we're going to get some pictures and some footage so sure. we can share that. Great. So everybody knows what we're talking about over here. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank on, you. On your marriage. Marriage, that's yes. right. That's right. And uh, you have a big reception coming up in September, I hear. We do, September 17th. Yeah. So mm -hmm. congratulations on that and thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.
keeps turning and I just keep moving along. 